0: Improving children's health care in North Carolina, our topic for today.
1: Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be joined by a special guest from NC Child to talk about improving health of children in our state.
0: Dr. Forrest is a board-certified family physician from Apex. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday afternoon here on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. And we always like to take a moment at the start to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio.
1: Thanks to Marley Drug and Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower than even the big box pharmacies. They also now have a membership program that guarantees free delivery of most medications for only $5 per month. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com or check out the membership plan at GoMD.Care.
0: And Dr. Forrest, I'll let you now introduce our special guest for today.
1: Thanks, Mike. Uh, Today our special guest is Michelle Hughes. She is the executive director of NC Child, an organization that advocates on behalf of children in our state. I've asked her here today to discuss some of the things that we can do to improve health of the children in the state of North Carolina. Michelle, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us today.
2: Thanks so much. It's really great to be on the show.
1: So as important as they are, sometimes children get overlooked when it comes to health and healthcare issues. And we know that those children will one day be our leaders, caregivers, and workforce. So I thought it would be important to shed some light on some of the issues facing children's health care in North Carolina, especially since most of the listeners to this show are parents and grandparents of children. So Michelle, as Executive Director of NC Child, what do you consider to be some of the key health issues for children in our state?
2: Sure. I'm going to mention three really quickly. There's many more that I could talk about, but I think the three big ones um, that I want to highlight are children's mental health. Um, We have seen a huge uh, increase in children's anxiety, depression during the pandemic. Uh, Suicide, youth suicide is now the second leading cause of death for children ages 10 to 17. And suicide deaths for kids have increased by 53% last year. That means that 55 children died by suicide last year. This is an enormous issue for our state. Second one I want to mention is food insecurity. We have many hungry children in our state. Um, right now, uh, food insecurity has really soared, going from tw- about 13% of households in 2018 to more than 24% last spring. So we ranked ninth in the nation in terms of hungry families and hungry kids. And that means about one in four children in North Carolina don't have enough food to eat every day. And then the third one I'll just mention, which drives so much of this, and it is a huge health issue, is poverty. Um, More than half of our kids are living in poor or near poor homes, and that impacts their health, their access to food, and so many other things.
1: Are you concerned by children, you know, especially given the pandemic, that have delayed their well checks and routine exams due to COVID? And how can we get the word out about how important it is for kids to keep up with their screenings and vaccines?
2: Yeah, that is a great question. You know, North Carolina as a state historically has been known for really having a strong immunization program and immunization rates. We're sort of highest in the nation. We've seen that um, dip Um, particularly during the pandemic, it's been declining for the past couple years, but the pandemic has certainly um, exacerbated that, Um, where pediatricians are now worried about um, kids getting access to immunizations that are going to keep them safe and their community safe in terms of herd immunity. So immunizations for tetanus, for measles, for HPV, meningitis, these are all things that kids need to have. And because a lot of kids, their care was disrupted during COVID, they weren't getting their well-child visits on time. They're super behind on some of their immunizations. It is a huge issue. Keeping Kids Healthy is a program that the Department of Health and Human Services is working with pediatricians' offices to try to make sure that parents are getting information about the importance of vaccinations and immunizations for their kids. And I also think that there's so much mistrust right now around vaccinations. And so it's really important to go and partner with communities to identify those trusted folks in community, churches after-school programs, Um, you know, sometimes it's the local corner store um, where folks know each other. Um, And we've seen that when, even with COVID um, vaccinations, that when we bring the vaccinations to the community and it's sponsored and hosted by community members that are trusted, we see increased uptake of those vaccinations. And I think we need to look at the same kind of thing for kids immunizations as well.
1: Yeah, I think those are some great ideas and, you know, you have to kind of get out at the grassroots level and uh, through those trusted resources, like you said, and let people know that that's important. And, you know, there are a lot of children that have just put off health care in general for two years and again to, to do well in school to, to grow up successfully kids have to be healthy so that's really important.
0: Thanks, Dr. Forrest. And on that note, we're going to take a break, but straight ahead, Dr. Forrest will talk more with our special guest, Michelle Hughes. She's the executive director of NC Child about some of the health care issues facing our state's children. I'm Mike Davis, and this is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis, and we're joined by our special guest today, Michelle Hughes from NC Child. Dr. Forrest?
1: Yes, so Michelle, in terms of access to health care in our state, you know, we know that roughly 40 percent of children are eligible for Medicaid uh, and that others are covered by the CHIP program or commercial insurance. But what percent of kids in our state do not currently have any type of insurance to help cover health care costs? And what do you think uh, we could do to improve that?
2: Sure, it's a great question. So uh, right now in North Carolina, about 94 percent of children are covered, have health insurance. Um, that actually has been slipping over the past few years. It's something we've been watching and worried about. The the greatest risk really is for children who are in mixed status families. So that means that their parent is an immigrant, but often the child is a citizen of the United States and is eligible for, for example, Medicaid or other public health insurance programs. But because of the fear of applying for government programs, a lot of families, those children are not enrolled, so they're eligible but they're not getting access to health insurance because their families are afraid um, to apply for the program because of, uh, you know of course, a lot of anti-immigrant rhetoric, a lot of the you know sort of chilling effect of, of some of the rhetoric that's been going on. So really trying to make sure that those families know that their children are eligible, can get access to health insurance and are enrolled in it is really a key priority. I think the other challenge is for children who are undocumented. So those children who are not US citizens, who are undocumented, there frankly is really no option for those kids. Um, it's also hard to know how many there of those children are. We're trying to count them in the census, but we know that they are often undercounted. Other states have um, specifically designed programs so that these kids have health insurance. North Carolina could do that as well if we had the will.
1: Right. And are the public health centers, the local community health centers, are they able to service those kids or if they don't have some type of coverage, um, you know, due to, you know, recent immigration or that type thing, are they not allowed to get services there?
2: My understanding is that if like there's community health clinics that are trying to serve that population of kids, but in terms of like continuity of care, having a medical home, having access to specialized services that those kids might need, early intervention or other kinds of services, it's not the best option, obviously, for ensuring their long-term health.
1: Okay, well, um, what do you think, this is uh, you know, another issue, I know it doesn't affect all children, but I think it's an important one, what do you think could be done to help children with special needs in our state?
2: Sure. I, you know, I think there's uh, two things that I, I think are really important. One is we really need to increase the funding and sort of accessibility to what they call home and community-based services. So these are services that are provided to families so that parents can keep their children in the home um, instead of an institution. And North Carolina, there's a scarcity of those resources. One of the things that has come up with the nursing shortage um, that's going on across the state is something called private duty nursing. This kind of nursing allows families who have uh, like medically fragile children, very um, high risk health ch- children stay in their homes um, and get that kind of nursing care. Um, it is a huge issue for parents who have children with special care needs because there's just a, um, there's a lack of access to that, those kinds of services. Um, and then I think the other thing that a lot of folks don't know is that many parents who have children um, who have special healthcare needs don't have insurance themselves. So often they fall in what they would call the, uh, the health coverage gap. One parent is needing to stay home to take care of the child. They're losing income because of that. They make too much for Medicaid, but not enough for private insurance. And so we have a huge amount of families we work with who don't have health insurance themselves or the parents, and that puts them and their kids at risk if they get sick. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and this one hits really close to home because just yesterday I saw a patient of mine in, in our office that she's a parent of a special needs child. And of course I was taking care of her as the patient. And uh, one of the big concerns was she doesn't have hardly any help at home. You know, she's got a special needs child and uh, you know, she told me that she never gets over four hours of continuous sleep because she has to hook up the IV nutrition and things like that herself, you know, in the home. And uh, so it's affecting, even though the child is, is the focus there, you know, it's affecting her health because, uh, you know, she can't get sleep. She can't get a, get a break because she's the full-time caregiver, full-time nurse and the full-time mom. So, you know, I think resources in that area could be really helpful for those uh, families.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Forrest and our special guest, Michelle Hughes of NC Child. Dr. Forrest, it's time now for the access health tip of the week
1: if you have been putting off routine care either for your child or your children due to the pandemic consider trying to get caught up uh, if you or your children are due for vaccines physicals lab follow-ups or other medical services you should probably start scheduling these now there is already a general backlog of appointments at many healthcare facilities as they try to help patients catch up so the sooner you get scheduled the sooner you can get up to date on your health care you don't want to get pneumonia or shingles just because you put off getting those vaccines until it was too late. And don't forget, preventative visits can detect cancers and also help prevent strokes and heart attacks.
0: All right. Thanks so much, Dr. Forrest. After the break, Michelle Hughes and Dr. Forrest will have some final thoughts about child health in North Carolina. And of course, we wouldn't be complete without our Access Health Radio's trivia of the week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Our special guest today is Michelle Hughes from NC Child.
1: So Michelle, we, we know that many problems that we face in society come from children and young adults that did not have access to mental health care. Um, what resources are available in our state for children that have mental health issues? Uh, I know that it can be a difficult access problem. You know, even when we try to refer someone, it can take weeks, if not months sometimes to get people in. And um, you know for some people, the best care is unaffordable.
2: That is a uh, really good question, and I think it's one of the biggest challenges that we are facing for our kids in North Carolina right now. Um, I think there's a couple things going on, Uh, you know, just generally, the pandemic has really made um, it hard for kids, the disruption in their routine, social, social isolation from their friends, disruption in their school has really caused a lot of anxiety, depression, and other kinds of stressors and challenges for kids. So I think one important thing for all parents is just to be watching their kids and to understand that this is a possibility. There are things that parents can do from like a preventative perspective, making sure the kids are getting enough sleep, making sure that they're eating well, making sure that they're seeing their friends, making sure that their social media is very well supervised and monitored and probably contained. Um, All of those things really help parents um, keep their kids healthy and and can be done um, really by any family. In terms of accessing when kids need more than that, I think there's a couple of resources to look at. School nurses and school social workers are really tremendous resources for parents. They are very busy right now, I know, and very overwhelmed, but they know the resources in the community and they know your kids. And so they are really great resources. Um, there are, when you if you are, if you do have insurance, talking with your insurance agency about who's in network and will sort of be able to be accessed um, for for your child um, in terms of mental health coverage is really important. There are lots of challenges, as you mentioned, uh, Dr. Force, in terms of uh, many folks are not taking new patients right now. There's a huge backlog in terms of mental health providers. There's also a lack of mental health providers. We just don't have enough good clinicians in community, particularly if you're living in rural North Carolina, it's just an enormous issue, and so I think this is sort of a what, you know what what we at NC Child would say is a systems level issue. This is something that as a state we need to take a big look at and step back and try to figure out how are we going to build the services in communities for kids, partnering with trusted institutions like schools um, and like after school programs and other um, community based services, um, but really making sure that we have qualified trauma-informed clinicians that are able to help kids and families when they need it.
1: Yes, and I know that uh, you had mentioned to me before the show today a resource that we have here locally in Durham um, that can also help out with that. So could you talk a little bit about that center?
2: Sure, the Center for Child and Family Health is in Durham. It's an incredibly expert and uh, really wonderful resource uh, for North Carolina and really the the country, they are the site of, they're one of the sites of the National Child Traumatic Stress Network. So this is a national network of, of sites that specialize in child trauma to kids that have experienced abuse or neglect or chronic poverty or other kinds of adverse experiences that's impacting their health and their mental health. So the Center for Child and Family Health um, specializes in treating and supporting those kids and families um, and I really cannot recommend them enough in terms of the work that they do.
0: It's time now for the Access Health Trivia of the Week.
1: Well, uh, Mike, unfortunately the trivia this week is a sad statistic. Um, according to the Annie Casey foundation, um, in the United States, about 18% of all children, that's almost 13 million kids are actually living, uh, in poverty. Uh, and in 2018, a family of two adults and two children were officially living in poverty. If their household earnings fell below $25,000 a year. So, you know, poverty increases, as Michelle said earlier, uh, a risk of behavioral, emotional and health problems. And it also can affect academic outcomes. And that can really undercut a young student's capacity to learn, graduate from high school. Uh, And I was really just shocked by that figure that uh, that even nationally, not just in North Carolina, but that one in five kids. Uh, are still living uh, at the poverty level. So it's it's kind of a, a bring-down statistic trivia this week, but I think it's important to recognize that because for our kids to be successful in multiple ways, including their health, um, it's difficult when they come from that situation.
0: Yeah, that really is an eye-opening statistic. Dr. Forrest, if people want more information after the show today, how can they go about getting in touch with you?
1: If they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com or they can call 919-363-0190. And if they want to send email to us or ask questions that sometimes we answer on our mailbag show, they can send that to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. And uh, Michelle, I I think probably listeners might want to find out more about NC Child. Uh, Where can they find out some information about that?
2: Absolutely. Folks are welcome to visit our website. And that uh, address is www.ncchild.org. And I'll repeat it again. It's www.ncchild.org. And of course, folks are always welcome to contact me as well. Um, Our office phone number is 919-834-6623. And my email address is super easy. It's just Michelle with two L's at ncchild.org.
1: Okay, well I would like to again thank our special guest on the show today, Michelle Hughes, Executive Director of NC Child. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us today and offering your insights.
2: It's been a pleasure being on the show today, Dr. Forrest. Thanks so much for having me.
1: And Proverbs 22.6 says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Radio show this week. And we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.